Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is um, March the 16th, right? In the year 2014, yeah, in the Assembly of Stars Meditation Hall, Dhammanikta Temple, in the lower hamlet of uh, Plum Village. Welcome to our spring session. When I first uh, learned English, they taught me, how do you do? I did not understand. (laughs) And until now, I don't really understand uh, (laughs) what it means by, how do you do? They want to inquire about uh, what you do correctly, correct or not. You are a businessman, and uh, they want to make sure that your business goes well or not well. You are a school teacher. Uh, they want to know whether your teaching job is uh, going well or not. Is it the true meaning of the word of the question, how do you do? Because uh, you have the word to do, means uh, what, whatever you are doing, uh, you want to know whether you are doing it well it's pleasant for you to do it uh, or not. But finally, I found out that's not exactly the meaning. What do you do? It means, uh, how are you? How do you feel in your body? How do you feel in your feelings and your perceptions? Are you okay? How, how are you? So what do you do means, uh, is everything okay with you? Your body, your feelings, your job, everything. And in the Buddhist um, tradition, we know that the human person is made of five elements. First of all, the body, or your physical body. And they want to inquire about your body. Is your body okay? Peaceful enough? Are you tired or not? Are you stressful or not? 
Do you have enough peace in your body? Do you have a lot of tension, a lot of pain, a lot of stress in your body? That's what they want to know. How are you? How do you do with your body? And then we have our feelings. After the body, we have the feelings. And they want to inquire about your feelings. Do you have a lot of pleasant feelings? Or do you have a lot of painful feelings? And they want you to, they want to know about your feelings. How do you do? How are you? What are the situation of your feelings? And then the third element is um, perceptions. You, you have six sense of hands and you perceive the world. And uh, what you perceive uh, will bring you happiness or a lot of suffering. And you may have a lot of wrong perceptions that make you angry, fearful, unhappy, and so on. And that's why they want to inquire about your perceptions. And we know that most of our perceptions are not correct. And because of that, we suffer a great deal because of our perceptions. So if I'm interested in your being, and I would like to know how about the situation of your perceptions. So you have a body, feelings, perceptions. And then the next element is mental formations. Because we have many kinds of mental formations like anger, fear, despair, jealousy, or joy, or happiness, or sorrow, or hope. In the Buddhist tradition, we speak of 51 mental formations. There are those who are pleasant and those who are not pleasant. And uh, since I am interested in your well-being, I want to know about your mental formations. So body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and finally consciousness, your consciousness, your mind. There are many wonderful things in your mind, but your mind might contain a lot of suffering a lot of uh, sorrow, of fear, of unhappiness. So I would like to know whether you are light in your consciousness, or you are overloaded by fear, anger, and sorrow. And that is what I mean by, how are you? I want to inquire about the quality of your being. And how are you? I think that is what they mean by, How do you do? How do you do with your body? How do you do with your feelings? How do you do with your perceptions? How do you do with your mental formations? How do you do with your consciousness? And not just how do you do with your business? Your business is a very small part of your life. And if you are not doing well with your five uh, elements, and then your business cannot go well. So to practice uh, Buddhism, 
to practice mindfulness is to take care of our five elements, to help them do well, so that uh, well-being will become uh, a reality. And this is possible with the practice. You know how to bring peace into your body. You know how to bring peace into your feelings. You know how to bring joy to your perceptions, to your mind. And we have to learn. And then there are Uh, mental formations that are negative, like fear, anger, worries, sorrow. And when they come up, you suffer. And you come to a practice center to learn the ways to to handle these kind of uh, emotions and pains. When anger is coming up, do you know how to how to take care of your anger. Do you know how to handle uh, your fear, your distress, your despair? And that we have to learn. And the Buddha was a teacher. He is a teacher. And he told us how to handle the suffering in us. So the practice consists of two things. First of all, how to bring peace, joy, and happiness into our, our five elements. And secondly, how to handle the suffering when they come up. And the teaching of the Buddha is very practical, very concrete in doing these two things. Today I would like to speak about one mental formation called restlessness. And all of us know what it is about. Restlessness. What is the French word for it? Agitation. (laughs) If you now want to know the Chinese, We have a very precise word in Chinese. It's Bức An. You don't feel peace. You are not restful. You are agitated. In the French, use the word agitation. From time to time, we feel that mental formation in us. We don't feel peace at all. We do not know what to do in the present moment. We are assailed by many things like worries, fear, anger, loneliness, and we don't know what to do. We do not have peace. So restlessness means the lack of peace, the absence of peace. And An means peace, and Bug means the absence, the absence of peace. And first of all, we have to learn how to deal with that kind of mental formation called restlessness.
And if you are assailed by restlessness day and night, you cannot continue to live. And there are those of us who have to go and commit suicide just because we do not know how to handle our restlessness. In the beginning, it is small. But if you don't know how to handle it, it will grow until we cannot bear it anymore. And we think that the only way to end the suffering is to go and kill ourselves. That's so why many, uh, many young people today commit suicide because they don't know how to deal with uh, a strong emotion coming from the feeling of uh, restlessness. And I'm sure that if uh, parents and teachers know how to handle a strong emotion, how to handle uh, restlessness, they wouldn't be able to help uh, their children, their students to do the same. If you are a school teacher, you might like to spend some time talking to your students about how to, how to deal with the feeling of restlessness. And if you know how to do it, and then you can tell them, and that will help them. And they will, they will have more capacity to learn, and it's, uh, the teaching job will become easier for you. And if you are parents, and if you know how to deal with restlessness, then you can talk to your children and tell them how to take care of themselves when they feel restless. And then you can communicate with your children much more easily. First of all, we look at our body because our body is one of the five elements that make up our, our person. And maybe in our body there is a lot of uh, tension, stress, because you have been working so hard. You have accumu- accumulated a lot of uh, tension in your body. So your body is, is restless. You do not have peace in your body. And do you know how to help your body to feel better? How to remove the tension in your body so that uh, you can feel better in your body? So we are talking about the restlessness of the body. And in Plum Village, um, we have many ways of practice in order to, to, to remove the tension in our body. And among them, the practice of uh, total deep relaxation. Maybe uh, today Shiko Tenkang will have a chance to offer a session of total relaxation. When you have uh, accumulated a lot of uh, tension in your body and you don't know how to release the tension, that is why you have to learn how to release the tension from your body. And in the Sutra of Mindful Breathing, Mindful Breathing, 
the Buddha proposed 16 exercises. And there are many exercises that help us to release attention, not only in our body, but also in our feelings and in our emotions. And when you come to a practice center, you learn these very concrete things. You do not learn philosophy, doctrines, but you learn the practice in order to to transform yourself. I have talked about the 16 exercises proposed by the Buddha. Exercise number one, number two, number three, and number fourth. The third exercise is like this. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. I know I have a body. So while you are breathing in, you pay attention to your in-breath. And during that time, it may last, your in-breath may last two or three or four seconds. So during the time you breathe in, you do not think of anything else, but you produce the awareness that you have a body. Breathing in, I know I have a body. And this is the exercise number three offered by the Buddha. When you spend three hours with your computer, you are totally absorbed into your computer and you forget entirely that you have a body. You don't remember that you have a body. And we know that when the mind is not with the body, you are not truly alive. You are alive only when your mind is with your body. And this exercise is to help you to realize something we call the oneness of body and mind. The oneness of body and mind. Thân tâm nhất như the oneness of body and mind. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. I know I have a body. So while breathing in, you bring your mind home to your body. Because you have abandoned your body. You have neglected your body for three hours. Now you bring your your mind home to your body and there is a kind of family reunion between body and mind. And when body and mind are together, you are there. You are fully present in the here and the now. And you can get in touch with the wonders of life in you and around you. Your body is a wonder of life. And biologists spend all their life in order to study about that wonder of life, which is your body.
And because you have been so busy, you have neglected your body. You are looking for some happiness in the future, elsewhere. And you don't know that happiness can be found in your body. Because your body is your first home. When you are not home, you cannot be happy. And that is why the third exercise is to bring you home to your body. Your mind has been wandering around for a long time. It has neglected your body. It has created a lot of tension of stress in your body. So you have to go home to your body. And that is the purpose of the third exercise of mindful breathing. Aware of body. And you need only three seconds or four seconds in order to bring your mind home to your body. And when mind and body are together, you are established in the here and the now, and you become alive. You can touch. You can get in touch with the blue sky, with the fresh air, with the fragrant rose, with all the wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. And that is life. So that is the third exercise of mindful breathing proposed by the Buddha. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. Breathing out, I smile to my body. That is smile of uh, reconciliation. You reconcile your body. It is a smile of compassion. Because you have compassion with your your body. You have worked your body so hard. You have not shown your compassion to your body. So the third exercise is to go home to your body and reconcile. And as you are in your body, you notice something. There is a lot of tension. Maybe there is a lot of pain, of stress. So you have, you become compassionate. You say, oh my dear body, I have left it, neglected for a long time. Now I am back to my body. I would like to do something in order to have my body suffer less. And that is why the Buddha proposed the next exercise, the fourth exercise. Breathing in, I release the tension in my body. Breathing in, I allow my body to release the tension. The teaching was 2,600 years old, and it's very... um, important today for us because you are very busy, you are very stressful, you don't know how to, uh, to help our body to, to suffer less.
in our practice center and in many other practice centers, when you hear the bell, you stop your thinking about the future, about your project, about your business. And you begin to breathe in, in order to bring your mind home to your body. And that is uh, what we do here in Plum Village every time we hear the bell. You stop, every, you stop your thinking, you stop doing things, you just focus your attention on your in-breath, you breathe in mindfully, and you bring your mind back to your body. And if you stay in Plum Village for one week or two, you will practice like us. Every time you hear the bell, you know that is a, a signal for you to stop the thinking, to stop the talking, and to bring your, to breathe in mindfully and to bring your mind home to your body. And every one of us practices like that. And even those who have practiced 30 years, 40 years, we still continue to practice like that. It's not only for beginners. It is also for experienced uh, practitioners. Because we always need to go home to our body, recognize our body is our first home, and help uh, release the tension in our body. And after you have heard uh, the bell, the sound of the bell, you practice breathing in and out slowly and deeply at least three times. And you practice according to the third exercise and the fourth exercise. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. Breathing out, I smile to my body. Breathing in, I'm aware of the tension in my body. Breathing out, I allow my body to release the tension. Whether you are sitting or walking or standing or lying down, when you hear the bell, you practice the same. So the third exercise is awareness of the body. And the fourth is to release the tension in the body. Release tension in body. Now you have become curious. You want to know about the first two exercises. (laughs) The first exercise is a very, very simple, a very easy but uh, it's very helpful. It is like this, breathing in, I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out. When you breathe in, you identify your breath as an in-breath. When you breathe out, you identify your breath as an out-breath. Don't mix up the in-breath with the out-breath. 
Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. And that is uh, to identify, to be aware of your in-breath and your out-breath. It sounds very simple and easy. It's not hard work at all, because when you breathe in, you just know, I am breathing in. And you focus your attention only on your in-breath. Suppose your in-breath is represented by this marker. This is the length of your in-breath. It may last two or three seconds. It begins here, it ends here. And this is your mind. When you breathe out, you follow your in-breath closely. Your mind is focused only on one thing, your in-breath. Your mind does not think of other things, just your in-breath alone. Breathing in, I know, I, I know this is my in-breath. This is my in-breath. Just to identify your in-breath. And you, you, you only focus your attention on, on your in-breath only. You have concentration. You have mindfulness. So breathing in like that, you generate two kinds of energies. The first energy is mindfulness. I'm mindful that and in-breath is going on. And then you are concentrated on your in-breath. Because your in-breath is the only object of your mind. You don't think anymore of the past, of the future, of your projects, of your business. You are free. One in-breath alone sets you free. Free from the past, from the future, from your worries, from your projects. And you can enjoy breathing in also, because breathing in is a very joyful thing. It's very pleasant. Imagine someone who is already dead. She cannot breathe in anymore. And you are alive. And you are breathing in. How wonderful. So you can enjoy your in-breath. It's not hard labor. The practice should be pleasant. So you can say, breathing in, I enjoy my in-breath. To be alive, to be still alive, is wonderful. And breathing in, you touch the fact that you are alive. And to be alive is a miracle. And that is the greatest of all miracles. And you need only to breathe in in order to get in touch with that miracle. Within in, I'm alive. I'm almost 90. 
and I'm still alive <laughs> because I am breathing in. When you die, you cannot breathe in anymore. That's sure. I guarantee. <laughs> but now you are breathing in. It's wonderful. You are alive, still alive. And that is why breathing in can be very pleasant. You can celebrate your in-breath. Breathing is a kind of celebration. You celebrate the fact that you are alive, still alive. So if you think that the practice of Buddhism, of mindfulness, is hard, you are wrong. It's very pleasant. Breathing in, you can get a lot of joy and peace. So it takes about two, three seconds to breathe in. And during that time, not only you have mindfulness, concentration, but you have the insight that you are alive, that to be alive is a wonderful thing. So breathing in can be very pleasant. And that is the first exercise. Undo is simple, but because you are focused only on your in-breath, you release everything else. Your past, your future, your project, your business. And you are a free person. Freedom is possible. With your in-breath. And if you are to make a decision, the decision is good because you are a free person. And if you are overloaded with anger, fear, worries, your decision made in that state of mind is not a good one. And that is why breathing in and breathing out mindfully make you a free person. And in that state of freedom, you can make better decisions. Next time when you are to make a decision, be sure to breathe in and out while making the decision. And that is uh, about the first exercise. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in, breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. It's so simple, but it can be very profound as a practice. It can bring a lot of, uh, of uh, joy, happiness, and freedom. And the second exercise is uh, breathing in. I follow my in-breath all the way through. My in-breath may last three or four seconds, and during that time, I am truly focused on my in-breath. There is no interruption. I do not think of anything else. I make, uh, I become very concentrated on my in-breath. And this exercise is called uh, to follow your in-breath. The first exercise is to be aware of your in-breath. The second Exercise is to follow, follow your in-breath all the way through, your out-breath all the way through. 
And with the second exercise, your concentration becomes deeper, stronger. And the more concentrated, the more you enjoy your in-breath and out-breath. Because you don't pay attention to anything else except your in-breath and out-breath. And that is why sitting there and just breathing can bring you a lot of pleasure. Whether you are sitting on the grass, on the bench, or on the sand of the, uh, of the beach, you can be very happy if you know the art of mindful breathing. You stop your thinking. And stopping the thinking can help you to enjoy more. There is a kind of radio called NST. <laughs> NST. Non-stop thinking. And you always listen to that, to that radio. And that prevents you to be, uh, to be aware that you have a body, that there are many wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. So stop the thinking is very important. And uh, that radio, you can stop it not by pushing on a button, but by focusing your attention on your in-breath. When you begin to focus your attention on your in-breath and out-breath and breathe, you stop the thinking. It's a very, very nice way to stop the thinking and begin to, to be truly alive. Descartes said that, uh, I think that for I am, but I, I think that, that uh, my view is that I think too much, therefore I am not there to live my life. So stop thinking is very helpful so that you can begin to live your life, to feel that you are alive. <clears throat> so when you, when you sit in a lotus position, like we just did uh, in the morning, what you might like to do during sitting is to allow yourself the time to breathe in and out, to release the tension, and to feel peace. And that is one of the ways to end the mental formation called restlessness. Sitting and breathing. And when you lie down, like when you go to bed, you lie down. Instead of uh, thinking or reading or listening to the radio, you practice uh, releasing the tension in your body. You just allow your body to relax. You practice uh, mindful breathing. And in Plum Leisure, you have so many uh, verses that help you 
to practice uh, mindful breathing. There are songs like breathing in, breathing out. I'm blooming as a flower, I'm fresh as the dew, I'm solid as a mountain, I am fresh, uh, I'm so on. And uh, m- many dozens of uh, gatas like that you can use in order to, to breathe in and out and release the tension and enjoy your body. So it's, it's helpful to memorize these uh, these verses, English, uh, 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 French, uh, German, they do have a translation in Chinese. Yeah. Many, many languages. So when you follow these, uh, these verses, you are not really thinking because uh, the words are means to help you to concentrate on your in-breath and out-breath. So that is not thinking. In the, in the lying position, you may like to practice uh, scanning, your, scanning your body with mindfulness. In hospitals, they have uh, scanners. They use x-ray in order to scan the body. But the Buddha taught us a way to scan our body with the ray of mindfulness. You just lay down. And you begin with uh, your forehead, your brain. And you breathe in and you become aware of your brain. The frontal frontal lobe. And you smile to it. And you become aware of your eyes. Breathing in, I'm aware of my eyes. Breathing out, I smile to my eyes. And slowly you go down, breathing in, I'm aware of my nose. Breathing out, I smile to my nose. Breathing in, I, I, I'm aware of my, my ear. And breathing out, I smile to my ears. You recognize every part of your body from top to bottom. And you and you smile to them relaxingly that help your body to relax. And when you come to a place where there is pain, you stay longer. Suppose you have some problem with your liver. When you come to your liver, you stay longer. You become aware of it, you smile to it, you send the energy of compassion to it, and that helps your liver to heal more, much more quickly. Even you are taking some medicines in order to help your liver. If you have some problem with your heart, and then when you come to your heart, allow yourself to be with your heart longer. Breathing in, I'm aware of my heart. But now to smile, I must smile to my heart with com- compassion. That will help your heart. You are showing compassion to your heart. You have the compassion. You have the capacity to love yourself. To love yourself means that 
first of all, to love your body, to be kind to your body, not to work your body so hard. And total relaxation is a kind of practice of, of compassion directed to your body. And uh, as uh, the head of your family, you might like to lead a session of total relaxation to the whole of your family. As a school teacher, you might lead a session of total relaxation to your students. And that will help uh, improve the quality of life in your family, in your classroom. So everyone can learn. And you do not need to be a Buddhist in order to learn and practice all these things. In the Sutra on the contemplation of the body, the Buddha used a example. A farmer goes up to the ceiling and brings down a bag of seeds. And he opens one end of the bag and he allows all kinds of seeds to flow on the floor. And with eyes still in good condition, he recognized the seeds of beans, the seeds of mice, the seeds of uh, uh, sesame, the seeds of um, <coughs> all kind of all kind of seeds. So the practitioner does very much the same kind of thing. When she lies down, she recognizes, "This is my eyes." This is my nose, this is my tongue. And the practitioner recognizes different parts of his body and smiles to that part of the body with uh, compassion, awareness, that help uh, release the tension, that help bring uh, compassion to your body, and that help your body to uh, restore itself and to heal easily, more easily. And I think uh, the teaching is a very um, uh, <clears throat> relevant to our time to take care of our body, to release the tension, the restless, the restlessness in your body. And then there are many other ways, like uh, walking meditation. After this Dhamma talk, we shall do walking meditation together. And walking meditation is a wonderful way to release the tension. Uh, a few days ago, uh, uh, the rector of the Hong Kong University would uh, come here with a team of uh, of the university to uh, offer Plum Village a kind of uh, kind of uh, degree, <laughs> and we invited them to do work invitation. And uh, after the work, the rector of the Hong Kong he came to me and said, "Thank you for the work." In the beginning, I try to walk slowly. 
but I could not do it. I know it's good to slow down and to walk slowly like everyone else, but I could not. I do not have that habit. I have been running all my life. To slow down and walk like you all is so difficult, so I could not do it. But because I am walking close to you, <laughs> I try my best. It's, uh, it's not too polite to, to walk quickly <laughs> and leave you behind. So I try to be, to be more polite, so I slow down. And strangely enough, ten minutes later, I was able to walk slowly. And I begin to enjoy every step. So happiness and relaxation is a habit. You have to learn. And there are those who can learn very quickly. And after just 10 or 15 minutes, you can do it. Years ago, a lady from Paris came. She was a journalist. She wrote, she, she, she wrote, she worked for the the Catholic uh, magazine Témoignage Chrétien. She wanted to come to Plum Ridge learn to learn mindfulness and to write an article. And she was advised to stay two, uh, one week in Plum Ridge before she got uh, an interview with the nuns. But after one week, she liked it, so she stayed another week. And after that she went back to Paris and wrote a very beautiful uh, article. She called Plumridge the country of the present moment. And she said that uh, the abbess of the new hamlet gave her uh, instructions as how to walk in French. So she understood everything. But for the for first time she walked with the, with the nuns, she found it difficult because her mind refused to join her feet. Her mind did not want to join her feet. But she, keep, she kept trying. And she said that 15 minutes after I, my mind agrees to join my feet, I begin to enjoy every step. So these are not Buddhist people. And yet, right in, in, right in the first session of the practice, they can already do it. So this practice is for everyone, not just for those who have practiced for a long time. If you really want, and then you can enjoy every step. And with every step, you can release the tension. Because the, the secret of walking meditation is to stop running. Because we have the habit of running. We try to run into the future. We want success. We want to be successful in our in our career, in our business. 
and our mind is used to think only about future, about success. We are sucked into the future. And we do not have the capacity to be in the present moment. You devote your life, your body, your mind to the future. And that is why it has become a habit. And that is why you cannot be in the you cannot establish yourself in the present moment. You sacrifice the present for the sake of the future. And that is the word. You sacrifice the present moment for the sake of the future. And that is why you only want to run, to run into the future. And that comes from a kind of belief that happiness is not possible now. You need more conditions to be happy. And these conditions, you have to go to the future to get them. And maybe that kind of thinking, that kind of tendency has been transmitted to you by your parents. Your parents may have run for all their life. And now you have inherited from that kind of tendency, that kind of habit energy. You are not capable of enjoying, to enjoy life in the present moment because you believe that happiness is not possible now and here. Happiness may be possible there in the future. So that is a wrong perception that we have to remove in order to be truly happy. And walking meditation is a kind of training for you to stop running. And that's why while you breathe in and you make one or two steps and you say, I have arrived. I have arrived. It means I have arrived in the here and the now, where life is available. Because the teaching of the Buddha is very clear. The past is already gone. And the future is not yet there. There is only one moment when you can be truly alive, that is the present moment. And if you run, you sacrifice the present moment. So every breath, every step, should bring you home to the here and the now, that is your true home. The life is available only in the here and the now. So when you breathe in, you bring your home back to the here and the now. When you make a step mindfully, you bring yourself back to the here and the now. That is the practice of stopping, stopping the running. And you have to train yourself many days in order to be able to stop the running. Because we run not only when we are awake, but in our dream we continue to run. Happiness cannot be possible if you continue to run like that. So the practice of mindful breathing, the practice of mindful walking is to help you to stop running. And those of us who know how to do walking meditation, we enjoy every step. We are completely satisfied with the here and the now. Because every step 
every step help us to get in touch with the wonders of life which is my body which is uh, everything surrounding me the blue sky the cloud the sunshine the flowers the trees and if i get out of the present moment i lose all these things so every step every breath bring me home to the here and the now so that i can get in touch and i learn to live every moment of my daily life deeply and that is why mindful breathing mindful walking is so basic every step help you to be alive to be fully present in the here and the now every step help you to get in touch with the wonders of life that are nourishing and healing and that is why many of us have been able to heal ourselves just by walking meditation we don't run anymore we have been running all our life we have the song happiness is here and now so when you breathe in you may like to make uh, two steps and you say i have arrived i have arrived and this is this is not an oral statement that this is a challenge this is a practice you have to really arrive in the here and the now with with every step and you know whether you have arrived or not and that there are those of us who can arrive 100% to the here and the now with one step so in brahmaji we offer um, the practice of slow walking it means while breathing in you make only one step and you should practice alone because if you practice with 300 people you 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 create a traffic jam when you have 5 minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes alone you go and practice slow walking and when you breathe in you just make one step and you say i have arrived and challenge yourself to arrive 100% you may arrive only 50 or 60 percent that's not good enough and you are advised that if you have not arrived 100 percent and then stay there don't make another step stay there and breathe out and breathe in again until you arrive truly in the here and the now 100 percent challenge yourself you have the capacity to do it you can stop the running you can arrive in the here and the now and you don't need another person to tell you whether you have arrived 100% or not you know if you have arrived you feel peace you feel uh, comfortable with the here and the now 
And when you have arrived like that, you smile. A smile of success. And you make another step. I have, I am home. I have arrived. I am home. Your home is in the here and the now. Your true home is in the here and the now. Because only in the here and the now that life is available. And everything we are looking for must be in the here and the now. Happiness, love, understanding, joy. The Buddha, Jesus Christ, everything we are looking for should be, should be sought in the here and the now. I have arrived. I am home. And only by walking like that, that you can stop the running and begin to live your life. And every step can be healing. Every step can be nourishing. And when we walk together as a group, we create a very powerful collective energy that can penetrate into everyone and help us to stop and to enjoy every step. And there is a song for us to practice. I have arrived. I am home. In the here, in the now. I am solid. I am free. I am solid. I am not. I am free. It's not auto suggestion. It's not wishful thinking. I am solid because I am established in the here and the now, and the past cannot pull me back, the future cannot pull me away. So I am, I have the element of solidity in my step. I am solid. The past and the future cannot pull me away. I am established in the here and the now. Solidity is what I generate as energy when I make a step. And then, I am free. This is not political freedom. This is freedom from the past, from the future, from my projects, from my worries. And you walk as a free person. You walk like a Buddha. And without freedom, no real happiness is possible. So every step helps you to generate energy of solidity and freedom. And you are truly alive while walking like that. And when you, when you climb the stairs to go to your bedroom, you can enjoy slow climbing and uh, every step can, can, can bring you joy, happiness, healing, and nourishment.
when we visited China uh, and climbed the Wang Li Trường Thành. Wang Li Trường Thành, tiếng Anh dịch làm sao? The the Great Wall, Wall, uh, the Great Wall. Rang Mirai. We were many hundred people, and we practiced walking meditation. We enjoy every step. And we, when we uh, visited Wu Tai San, we also practiced like that. And when we arrived at the top of the mountain, uh, we were very fresh, like not like other tourists. You enjoy every step. And that is why um, walking meditation is very pleasant. And it helps you to stop, to transform the habit energy of running. It helps you to heal. It helps you to uh, generate the, f- the energy of uh, solidity and freedom, which are the foundation of true happiness. If you are not stable, if you are not uh, uh, solid, if you are not free enough, and then uh, no happiness, no true happiness is possible. Uh, I hope everyone knows the song. I have a right, please sing together. Dear friends, uh, this morning we have learned uh, how to recognize the energy of restlessness in our body. And uh, we have learned how to use uh, the practice of uh, mindful breathing and mindful uh, walking in order to end the state of restlessness in our body. And it is uh, certain that uh, if you can do it with your body, you can do it with your feelings. Because there are many uh, unpleasant feelings, unpleasant, painful emotions that make you suffer, that create uh, a state of uh, restlessness. And if uh, you know how to... uh, handle the restlessness in your body, you know how to recognize and embrace your feelings and your emotions in order to end the restlessness uh, concerning the feelings and the emotions. 
And uh, the next uh, Dhamma talk, we will talk about how to take care of a painful feeling, a painful emotion, which is the exercise number seven and uh, number eight of mindful breathing uh, 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 taught by the Buddha himself. <laughs> 